239. Should I not be recording this? Oh, it doesn't matter. It's a one-time code <laughs> generated. And two-factor authentication, bitch. Oh, shit. You was recording. I was recording. I was hoping it was like Piece your social shit. security number. <laughs> Just trying to get what I can get, you know, before you leave me, Biebs. This is Adventures in Roommating, <laughs> a podcast where a couple of friends. I'm Megan Tanjas. And I'm Keith Batista. And if you hear something in the background, it's a little baby dog who got a, a flea bath today and is very angry it's about a little it. Wet, little wet beaver we got over there. Got a little wet potato. Over there, a little, uh, girl. I remember we were watching the Anthony Bourdain uh, show, and they were eating guinea pigs in Peru. Oh my god! <laughs> there is just so much. I saw him kill. I saw him kill around. a goat, girl. It's like that show is. It's a great show. Ooh, it's a great show. I never had an appreciation. It's for It's not him very until vegan if recently. you're looking for that. Oh, it's not, <laughs> oh, not at this? all. Not at all. <laughs> not at all. Um, but it is very interesting. I definitely want to read more of his writing, which is, I mean, obviously by the time this goes out, it'll be a few weeks into everyone knows about that whole situation. There's a lot of like celebrity deaths happening this week. A lot of suicides. It's been a very mentally health driven week, yeah. like tough, I think for mm-hmm. everyone. Mm-hmm. I feel like, I feel like everyone. And you know what else didn't help me this week? Hmm. What was the Margot episode? Oh yeah. That started my week off real bad. That started my week off real bad too, girl. I, I think it was Tuesday. I was like, goodbye, seven hundred dollars. Have fun. Enjoy <sighs> it. Um, yeah, so on top of that, we had an incident with Margot this week, uh, where the one time <laughs> she sleeps with Keith. Uh, cause she was so excited to go with him that night. And I was like, Okay, you go with him, girl. Uh, and I woke up, I was in a dream. I was deep in REM, you know what I'm saying, girl? Like I was I remember in the dream, I think I was looking for Margot, but I was definitely like kicking something. And then all of a sudden I like woke up to you bursting into your bursting room. into my room and being like, something's wrong with Margot, kind of freaking out. I was freaking. You were freaking out. And uh, luckily I was wearing clothes, which I was thinking about the other day. Yeah, I was like, I'm, right usu- I'm usually naked as fuck. So that could have been a situation. I also imagine you thought I was coming into like, you know, just be normal. I don't, (laughs) I honestly, I don't even remember having thoughts about it. I legitimately just heard her screaming and you freaking out and I was like, something's wrong. And so I just took her and I don't even like, there was no conscious thought. Like I wasn't even like, you know, it's, (laughs) I don't even know what I was thinking. I just was like, hold her and, uh, and let's try to figure out what's wrong. I thought something was wrong with her back. Yeah. Cause she was making that similar kind of sound. It was like, I mean, it was a bigger version of like the sound she would make when she hurt her back last Mm -hmm. year. Mm Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, she must oh, have, because yeah, yeah. you were like, we were cuddling. And I was like, oh, she must have stretched and like fucked up her back in some so, kind of way. Yeah. What happened was I woke up, mm-hmm. uh, she and I cuddled for like a little bit. Yeah. Um, just like rubbed her belly and Tip- did typical the kisses. You know, just Marco a little, morning. Just a typical little Marco morning. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, I'm done. I, I stand up and mm-hmm. I take two steps to my fan and I turn off my fan. And by the time I turn off my fan... I hear her like coughing mm-hmm. and she's like kind of sitting on my bed now at this point, just like facing away from me, like doing just like, you know, that, that, that hard sort of like <coughs> cough she does once yeah, in a while. She does a little every once in a while. But then like it started having like this weird wheeze to it. And then it like started having this sort of, um, and sometimes she does that like in the morning, like mm-hmm. before she eats, if she doesn't eat soon enough, like she'll do a little throw up. That's like a once every few months situation where she does like a little spittle throw up. Yeah. So she'll do that little, <laughs> Like and yeah, I and usually you've seen me you've sound. seen me where she does something and then I kind of grab her and I'm like are you gonna throw up and I yeah. like take her off the bed it's like right. I yeah and then she started like whimper coughing mm-hmm. and uh, that's when like her her front right 
leg kind of went limp. Mm-hmm. And I saw her like kind of just like start to collapse mm. on my bed. And that's when I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you got to go to your I, mom. I went up to her and I was like tapping her on the back. Because yeah. I thought maybe she was choking on something. Yeah, yeah, um, But then she started collapsing. I was like, okay. So I scooped her up into my arms. And that's, I think she, you're right though. I think she was doing this weird She was doing this like snake side move. To side this movement. side to side, yeah. And that's when she started doing the scream sort of like... I don't know what I can't even remember the noise. I just remember, I just remember it was high pitched. It was scary. And that's when I, I scoop her up and run to your room. I was like, "Beeps, I don't know what's happening, but something's going on." I yeah. put her in your arms, and from my perspective, I just remember her like like stretching back and her eyes going wide uh-huh. and making that scream sound. I was like, I think I literally thought I was going to witness her just collapse and like die. die. Like I thought she was having like a heart attack or yeah. something like really painful. Yeah, yeah. And um, she just kind of you know slipped out of it at some point. Was I calm, girl? At first, yeah. Was no, you, you had her in your arms. I just didn't know what to do. Yeah, yeah. No, I didn't either. And I felt so helpless. And like you were just holding her. And I just, and you, and I think you walked out here with her at some point. Yeah. Um, I was, put her down. And I was then she trying to, was back to normal. Yeah, I was like quickly. trying to get her. Well, I tried to lower her. And then she was doing this weird snake side to side move. And I was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. And I finally got her down, and then she calmed down oh, a little peed. bit. She peed oh, while she peed while you were holding her in your room, which yeah. I didn't even notice. But like, I smelled it. I, I didn't feel it. I like smelled it all yeah. of a sudden. I was like, "What?" And then when I went back in my room later, there was like right next to Some my bed. Pee on she the peed. bed, yeah. Um, or on the floor, yeah. On the floor. <clears throat> so like, she must have been peeing when I was holding her. Right. Um, which I mean, yeah, girl, it was it was a horrifying. So yeah, we thought it was like a seizure. A horrifying or, way to wake up. I assuming it was a seizure. Yeah, I mean, I pretty I or a stroke. Her, yeah, I took her to the vet and. Um, you know, it's so hard for them to tell what it is. I mean, even if we had recorded that, it was such a short... It was, yeah, it was, it was so was, short. I mean, it felt like so long when we were in it, but it really was only a few, minutes. Only a few minutes. It was a few yeah. minutes. And uh, and I've never seen her do that. I've never heard her make that sound. Um, yeah. You know, so I took her to the vet, and, you know, I mean, her, her heart she's murmur's heart worse. Murmur. yeah. You know, they were saying it's a 4-5, um, and she's not in congestive heart failure yet because she's not having trouble breathing a lot of times. She forgot the, like, oh, your heart murmur might be a five. I was, like, mm-hmm. looking up dogs with a heart murmur of a five, and they're all, like, struggling to breathe. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, this is our future, isn't it? Like, it was just, like, mm-hmm. so sad. Oh, it was so sad. And, um... But I was like, she well, she's not there yet. And I was like, the, and the vet at the time was like, well, we could do an EKG, blah, blah, I was like, oh, I'm not going to spend, like, an extra however many hundreds of dollars, like, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And of course, like three days later, mm-hmm. <laughs> and she has this episode. So I took her. To, I have. I take her to Banfield Pet Hospital because I pay that thirty or forty bucks a month. But it's not. It's like you drop them off, and then like mm-hmm. you like list out what they want. It's just. It's good for like her blood work, her annual it's whatever. Not quite a vet. It's but like it's more not automated. like as personal right, of like. Right. So the guy that we have in the Simi, in Simi Valley. That when she had her eye surgery, I got rec- recommended to. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of the vet that I mean. Now I'm dealing with his daughter, I think. But like that's kind of the place where it just seems like if I ever have to put her down, right. that might be the place that I would go because mm-hmm. it just feels a little bit more whatever. They're all like legitimate and it's yeah, a small yeah. townish. Yeah, so yeah, like, it's just cute. Yeah. I mean, it's a drive, but it's cute. So I took her. Uh, they did $260 worth of blood work, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> which again, if I had not been in a panic and she'd had this episode, could have got that for free, probably at Banfield, blah, blah, blah. Probably could get this EKG for cheaper, but it's like, let's just get it all done, whatever. Um, although my friend was kind of like, maybe you should start like a little thing for her, like a little fund that people can donate to. And mm. I might end up doing that because this is expensive. Um so they look at her and I'm describing and the girl's like, I mean, it sounds, it sounds like both. It sounds like it could be a seizure. It sounds like it could be something called syncope. I think it's syncope. Mm-hmm. Sounded a lot, a lot more like that. Cause I have friends that have well, like, once I looked it up, yeah. Syncope sounds I like have friends that have dogs that have seizures and it just seems like a much longer 
process and it doesn't, it does have some of the same things where like they might lose their, their bowel, whatever, like they might pee themselves and, and the whimpering and stuff like that. But this was just like, it was different. And with their heart issues, especially, I was like, okay. Um, so they're going to do an EKG on Monday. What does an EKG check? Their heart. Um, the quality of the yeah, heart? Yeah, like the electrical oh, oh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, I think, okay. haven't you had an EKG before? Yeah, I think so. I just I always forget exactly. But I think you're, it's like the, the, the electrical something, EKG. I think that's what they're doing. Or maybe, they're, or maybe they're doing a fucking chest x-ray. I have no idea what the fuck they're doing. They're doing something they need to do. <laughs> they were like, this person's not a cardiologist, but they're an internist. It's recording so. the electrical activity of the heart over a period of time using electrodes. Yeah. So, so they're going to do that. I'm sure that they're probably going to tell me her heart is big. Her heart is whatever. She I probably feel her heart beating through her chest. Yeah, girl. That yeah. she's eventually going to have to go on medication for heart failure. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's just a lot of money. I'm a little stressed about it, but um, it is what we have to do. And, you know, hopefully, I mean, I don't, so I call my mom afterwards. And by the way, like once Margot gets down on the ground and she like, she pops up and she gets out of it, she went outside, she peed, she pooped, she was fine. She was fine. She was fine. It was so she weird. Was pretty much back And to it normal, actually yeah. freaked me out because I was like, holy shit, what if, I mean, I'm home all of the time, but there are times when I'm not. And I'm like, what if she's had an episode like this before and, not, and we've just been like, just oh, she known. peed on the floor or something right. and we have no fucking clue. It's it not could, like she could tell us. Been, yeah. So like, I mean, that's scary. Possible. That's scary. Um, so yeah, I just got to keep an eye on her. I mean, see what the vet says. I mean, you know. <sighs> Syncope is basically the blood doesn't get to their brain, and so they have these little, they kind of pass out, they have these little episodes, and they kind of wake up startled, and, mm-hmm. you know, who knows, maybe she was in, I mean, it sounded like she was in pain, but... Um, Could have been just, like... Freaking out. A neurological yeah. response to what yeah. was happening, yeah. So, I mean, we're just going to do what we can do. I called my mom afterwards. I felt so bad because... <laughs> yeah, you didn't break down crying until after she was, like, Well, I just kind of... I wasn't even, like, a yeah. full-on cry. It was just, like, I kind of just was, like, holy shit, that was traumatic. <laughs> like... I honestly thought she was going to die, girl. I was yeah, like, this girl. can't be how she goes. <laughs> I w- that would have been so... You know what? Classic Margot. That would have been so fucking dramatic. Like, you're fine, and then you're done. <laughs> like, yeah. bitch, yeah, how right. dare you? <laughs> Although, you know what? I have said that if she goes, I was like, please don't let it be this long, drawn-out, painful process. But, right. God damn girl um i just always imagine her just waking up one day and like yeah it's she's a fear. like went in her it's sleep a fe- it's instead a fear. of like a what seemed to be a painful horrifying yeah. like episode it reminded me i told you it reminded me of that kevin smith thing where he said his he always pictured you know his, his dad, dad yeah his dad would go you know it would it wouldn't be such a horrible experience it'd be peaceful and he remembers the last thing before his dad died of him screaming yeah oof oof it gives me chills, yeah, girl. Jumped up about out of it. bed saying his chest was on fire. Screaming. Oh, God, girl. That's terrifying. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I called my mom and I was like, I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to cry. Of course, two sentences in, I start crying. Yeah, of course. And my mom, you know, my mom's gone through this a lot. So she's like, yeah, yeah, breathe. Yeah. It's okay. Like, take your time. Yeah. Sure. I was just very appreciative of and And so I'm telling her, my mom basically was like, listen, I love that little dog as much as you love that little dog. Mm-hmm. But she is, she's getting old. And all you can do is, like, make her comfortable and, like, you've had a good life with her, blah, blah, blah. Right. And uh, tearing up thinking about it now. Just just straight up honesty, girl. <laughs> yeah, girl. I mean, it's true. And, I, you know, I told my mom because I think my mom and I are on the same page where it's like, I just don't, you know, I don't see me doing thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars worth of, like, surgeries and medication and blah, blah, blah. It's like I want her to have the best life she can and I want to I spend as much of it with her as possible. But at the same time, like... I'm just, yeah, she's just had a really good life. She's had a long life, you know? Yeah. She's very loved. Yeah. Um, 
So she got to see the the Pacific Coast as well as Michigan. It's true. And the East Coast. You brought her all over this country, girl. girl. She's, she's been, well traveled. Girl, she's been all over. Girl, she very well traveled. She's very sweet. Mm-hmm. Everyone loves her. That meets she's, her. Everyone thinks she's, she's a puppy. She's a. She knows planes. She knows planes. Uh, the internet loves her. I honestly. She's internet gold. She's internet gold, girl, and she's just my little baby, girl. It is. It is one of those things where it's like two of the thoughts that I had were, one, I was like, how am I going to tell the internet? Like, mm-hmm. if something happens to her, I legitimately am afraid of telling you. Well, you're going to make a video, for sure. Oh, I'm sure. But it's like, I know that, like, they are very, they get very stressed about her. Oh, I can only imagine, <laughs> yeah. And uh, and also, I've had her for 10 years, so it's like, I don't even really remember life before her very yeah. well. So I've always had this you little You got her puppy. after college, right? Like, right after college? Yeah. Yeah. She was, like, my graduation present. Oh. My little baby. Um... But yeah, so it's just like, it's, 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 I've had this friend for 10 years, mm-hmm. you know, hopefully many more. You almost interrupted that dynamic by bringing in a new friend. Which probably would have helped me more into this eventual <laughs> passing. <laughs> yeah, girl, get a dog, it's fine. Yeah, no, like, that, was a, that was the best. Spend more the, money, girl, go ahead. The other <laughs> night, no, but the other night, Keith goes, honestly, Beebs, after that, if you gotta get a dog, get a dog. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, yeah, this girl, is what I was, I was like, saying. You got at least a few years left with her. But after that, I was like, fuck, it might be a, you know, that, <laughs> know. that could have been it right We don't there. know, girl. <laughs> I still think about that puppy, girl. <laughs> I look for him sometimes. I don't even know what kind of dog he was. Maybe some kind of little terrier or something. He was real cute. Mm-hmm. But, um, oh, every time Margo deals with health issues, believe me, I go on like Pet Finder and I just look at dogs just to see if like, because there's so many cute little dogs and I try to look at him and be like, could I love another one? And I could love another one, and I know I will. Um, but, you know, listen, I already got a name picked out. I guess I'll tell the podcast. Although it could change. It's like one of those things where, like, people that are going to have kids tell you the name, and then they meet the baby, and they're like, this baby is not this name, so don't be disappointed. Mm-hmm. But I want to name my next, if I get a little boy, oh, maybe mm-hmm. if I get a little girl, too, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I want I want to name him Murphy. It could be, it's a, it's a gender neutral name. Yeah, Murphy. Well, it's my mom's name, so Murphy. What's your mom's last maiden name? Yeah. Um, little Murphy and Margo. Margo and Murphy, girl. I got two M's already tattooed Murph. on me. Come on, Murph. Oh, look at her. Oh, look she's stretching. She's oh, she, oh, she, oh, she mad. Oh, she mad. Oh, she's mad. She's oh, like, you going to oh. talk about new dogs around right. me? Wow. She's, uh, she's sitting. I think she's seen the spirit world now. Sometimes she looks off and I'm like, she sees ghosts. Hi, baby girl. Hi. Oh, that little face, girl. I'll never get over it, Why don't girl. you lay your little head down? Oh, girl. This whole week, I literally spent days... Because, of course, it's like I'm already depressed. I've been I'm Instagramming already... her all week, girl. Oh, my God. It's I've already... been having a rough few weeks myself. Yeah, girl. It's like I'm already sad about just life in general sometimes. And uh, and then, like, little things like that just send me back into it. And I was like, I literally spent two days just staring at her. Mm-hmm. It was like I just laid on the couch with her, and I just kept looking at her. I just mm-hmm. kept, like, touching her, just making sure she was okay. There was one day I was, like, editing over here. I was taking these cute fucking photos. She's, like, laying on the pillow, and she's got a little arm next to me, and she's just looking up at me. Oh, my God, girl. I'm going to find him right now so you can see him because I took so many photos of Margo this week, and this really was the week that kicked my ass into gear of, like, the daily baby Margo. I got to stop fucking around. She's 10 years old. We ain't got many days left. You know what I'm saying? Like, look at this little potato girl. <laughs> <laughs> just looking at me. 
Her eyes are what get me, girl. She's just got the cutest She's a beautiful eyes. dog, girl. She's it's a very a good looking dog. dog. Very aesthetically pleasing dog. But listen, when this happens, however it happens, and, she's sweet. and we were just talking about like when she dies at the end of the podcast, we were just talking, yeah, we were about, just talking that, about that, girl. That, yeah, <laughs> it would be the end of it. I was era. like, she's been the the uh, you know the third. She's the, the third co-host, really. Listen, even when she goes, please know that I still expect in your letters for you to shout out goddess baby Queen Margot. Oh hell yeah. Queen because Angel Margot. Queen Angel Margot, because Heaven on High, you know what I'm saying? She I don't know is, what that means. I know. <laughs> she is the best dog that I have ever had. And uh yeah. How many I dogs just, have you had? Ooh, ooh, that's a great question, actually. Um how many dogs have I had? Let's see, let's go through the lineup. <laughs> when I was a kid we had You just always had dogs? Like you remember, always had dogs. Like you never you I'm, don't ever remember I was, getting your first dog. I was dog. born into dogs. Like it was just mm-hmm. You were so raised with dogs like a fucking wolf. Well, we we had cats too throughout uh-huh. occasionally, but then at a certain point, my mom was like, "Fuck cats!" Like, and then now my mom has like eighteen thousand cats. So right. it happens. Uh, when I was born, my parents had a dog named Kelly, a little Western West Highland Terrier, a little white dog. And the story is that I would my mom. First of all, I know now as an adult, this is a horrible thing to do, but my mom would hide. Bottles of like juice and milk and water in my bed because I would get thirsty during the night, and then they could hear me on the little kid monitor, little baby monitor, sucking them down and throwing Mm -hmm. them out of the bed. (laughs) So just imagine a fat little baby Tanjus just like (laughs) throwing that shit. She would just leave you juice boxes. She would hide bottles for me so that I wouldn't wake them up during the night, and I would suckle the bottles. But you knew they were there; they weren't hidden, right? I would find them. Oh, yeah. I was searching for him, girl. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, uh, okay, okay. Just so that I wouldn't cry the middle of the night being thirsty because my parents were killing the game. Yeah, of course. <laughs> just like, whatever. And so I would suckle these down. And if I started crying, apparently this dog would like bark and wake my parents up. Mm-hmm. I think there's pictures of her. I don't have them, but there's pictures of her like sitting next to my little baby chair. Mm. Like when I'm like laying there, like, you know, yeah. whatever. I also, I mean, listen, I'm shocked that I didn't get fucking dry rot that I learned later living with nurses. Like my parents, they were like, your mom just left you to suck on bottles. Like that could have gone really bad. <laughs> I was like, all right, well, my diaper was full in the morning. So they had to deal with it anyways. Um, so we had Kelly. Then when I was uh, a little bit older, we got Shadow. My parents took us. They surprised us. There were like these two little golden retriever puppies, and mm-hmm. we got to take one. Mm. And we named him Shadow. Shout out. Was he black? No, he was just a, he was a golden retriever. Oh, golden. Yeah, got it. In the name, uh, he was dope. Uh, and then at some point we got. Oh, when I went to fat camp, I got another dog named Sammy, who was a Shih Tzu Schnauzer. Uh, who she had a fucking attitude, which I appreciated, but then she got older and she was a little snippy. Mm-hmm. And then when I was in college, beginning of college, between high school and college, we got Bailey, who was a little Yorkie, who was the fucking devil. Uh-oh. We like went on vacation of, like a few weeks after getting him, which not smart. And we don't know what happened to him when people were working in the house, if someone stepped on him, if someone kicked him, if someone did something, but he just was like never the same. And would like attack people and bark all the time. It was just like he was a little asshole. And my brother also didn't help the situation because my brother would come home like drunk and like fuck around with him, knowing that he was already on the goddamn edge. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it was just like it literally felt like all of a sudden living with like a grandfather that like 
Every time you came in at night would lose his fucking mind. <laughs> you couldn't do anything to stop it. Like one time, he, there were certain rules with Bailey. It's like if I walked into a room and my mom was like, if I, my mom was in her bedroom and I walked in and that dog saw me, he would attack me. Like if he was oh, on the shit. bed, he was very like protective. Um, yeah, he was kind of a dick. And he wasn't like a dog that growled at you, let you know, like back off, bitch. It was, uh, I'm growling at you and you probably should start running because I'm coming and I'm not going to stop. He bit me once, took a little chunk out of my fucking arm. Ooh. He was a little asshole. Don't they put dogs down once they bite people like more than yeah. two or three he times? He was biting the people that owned him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I remember, I remember my dad saying, I've never, I would never abandon a dog. But... <laughs> There was like a dot, dot, dot that was insinuated after. Like, I would never, you but know, I love dogs. I left my door open accidentally I one lo- day. I love dogs. <laughs> but like, we, he's just the kind of dog that you knew you couldn't give him to anyone. No one could watch him. Right. Many a Thanksgiving or Christmas, he'd be next to my grandma and someone would come in to hug my grandma and he would fucking lunge. So he liked the grandma. He, yeah, he was very attached to my grandma. Mm. Um, he was just like, he was a little fucking, I he mean, was he, was, he was a dick, man. Sometimes people was, are dicks, you know? Yeah, he was an asshole. Um... But yeah, uh, so I think that I think that was it, and then I got Margot, and then throughout that we've had we had cats and stuff like that. Do you have like other pets besides dogs and cats? I had hamsters, little guinea pigs. Well, we know the story of the hamster that fell and the cat got him, and oh, then I the made cat the cat go him. live with my grandma. <laughs> 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 and now I get it as an adult. I'm like animals are gonna animal grow, but I was like so my feelings about it because it was like my first little hamster. And yeah, I bought, of like, a Huge habit trail, like massive, and I'm like. It was just a lot. It was dramatic, girl. It was dramatic. It was Valentine's Day. Oh. Valentine's Day is actually always something as bad as always happened, happened on Valentine's Last Valentine's Day, I was getting checked to make sure I didn't have chlamydia from uh, oh. the person I was sleeping with, sleeping with their ex and not telling me. Oh, that's fun. I didn't have it. But I got that medicine for that's free. That's even so more fun. Free antibiotics. Yay. Um, any other pets that I've had? We, had? we had fish. There was a tank, a fish tank at some point in my brother's room. And I remember we went, we went to the fair one time and you could like win goldfish. So we got all these little goldfish. We named them after like continents, <laughs> like Asia, <laughs> like mm-hmm. whatever. And then I had, I, I think mine was just Goldie. I don't even know what his name was, but whatever. He got like huge and I feel like started eating the other goldfish. Mm-hmm. Um, or at least they would get suckled up into the little filter and I don't know if he had a few bites or if he just was like not bothered by it, but he just became this like massive goldfish that was just in his own little tank Yeah, and ran that bitch, you know, which I appreciated. I once got a mouse when my parents were on vacation. Ooh. They weren't mad. They, they, oh, I was going to say they were They were okay. About it. Okay. Yeah. it was in high school. It was like uh, probably 11th or 12th grade. I hid my hamster for the most part in my college dorm room. Spot bought a mouse randomly. Hid it in my closet for a long time. Named him... Roswell. Of course you did. Because my girlfriend and I at the time, she kind of made me buy it. Of course you did. Uh, we both would watch Roswell. You know Roswell's coming back, right? On the phone together. You know Is Roswell's it really coming, coming back? back? Yeah. No. Bitch. Is Shiri coming back? I mean, I don't know if Shiri's coming No one needs Liz Parker. Because she's more than proved herself on Unreal I mean, to be an amazing to be, actress. <laughs> to be fair, Unreal made me like her. I just, I just always thought she was the chick from Roswell that, you know... She is. And you know what? I can look but back. But she's amazing on Unreal. I can Unreal. look back and understand that, like, the reason I didn't like her was because she wasn't really part of the the couple that I want. Like, I was focused on Michael, Maria, and everyone else was like, fuck you, girl. Her name is Shiri Frida Appleby. Or Appleby. Appleby. Uh, Roswell, New Mexico. 
Oh, that looks like a whole new cast. Yeah, girl. Yeah, it's like a new generation, bitch. Oh. And it's Janine Mason, who's on fucking Grey's Anatomy, and who I know from So You Think You Can Dance. She won that shit. Oh. She's like an incredible dancer, and now she's like an actress, and I'm like losing my fucking mind. Um. So yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, I, you know, I'll be checking it out because I love Roswell. Believe I wrote a lot of fan fiction. So yeah, she's been acting for a while. Holy shit, since '85. Appleby. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, she's been around a long time. Damn, Doogie um, Howser. She was on. I feel ER. Like, she was on ER. Yeah, girl, as Miss Murphy yeah, or Ms. Murphy. She's on a lot of shit, girl. She was on Baywatch once. But to be fair, Unreal is like Zena. where I, Unreal was the first time that I've really been like, wow, this girl can fucking act. Yeah. Oh yeah. Everyone on that show can act. And then we've been rewatching. We were watching this third season. And I told Keith, I was like, pay attention because they really focus on the guy that plays like the PA or whatever. <laughs> oh, like there's the, all these like weird little the moments with guy? him and Rachel. Yeah, and yeah. It's so fucking funny. It's like, anyway. well, I am terrified of you. <laughs> we're, we're, on the, we're on the verge of this becoming like an unreal fan podcast. Oh, my like, God. The way we talk about it. We just talked about it like the other week. Um, but anyway, great show. I also started watching Cold Justice. I'm sure I've talked about that. Maybe I haven't, but oh it's a cold case show that I'm fucking obsessed with, and I might have bought three seasons of it. <laughs> it's just two and older it's got women. My bitches Kelly and Yolanda. Cold Yo, Keith Yo wants to Yolanda, Yolanda could get it. Yolanda could get it because Yolanda's got this like she's, sexy, raspy she's got this, voice. Yeah, yeah. This like beautiful like this red aura hair. About her. She's just like she's a hot grandma, dude. Mm-hmm, she's mm-hmm. a hot grandma. Anyway, they come in, they come to these small towns that don't have resources and have cold cases. And then they're like, ooh, you haven't solved it in 39 years? Give us four motherfucking days. Mm. <laughs> and then they solve a lot of them, or they at least get them to the point where the people get indicted. Yeah. Which is great. Yeah, it's, usually, I mean, you know, the world ain't perfect. Sometimes they'll fucking, solve it, sometimes they don't. Yeah, you sometimes know? they don't. Sometimes they indict make someone some and they don't get found guilty anyways. But, like, it is interesting. It's fascinating to me. <laughs> It's the, I told Nikki came over <laughs> the other day. I'm like trying to sell my friends on it. And Nikki was like, what the fuck? I don't enjoy this shit. What is this? And I was like, just let me put an episode on girl. And it was the episode where there's like a mom that gets like raped oh, and God. killed in front of her babies. And yeah. it was just like a lot and gets stabbed in the throat. And it's just like a lot. It's a lot. Yep. Yep. It's a lot. And, uh, and Nikki was sitting there horrified the entire time. And I'm like, but girl, it's going to be okay, girl. I mean, not that episode because they never figured out who did it, but they definitely had. But you know, hands made tails too much, girl. It is too much, though, girl. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. Did you? Okay, do you remember Faith from the season one? Of the what? Southern Belle of Unreal. The Southern Belle. She was a contestant. Yes, the one that was like secretly a lesbian. Uh, maybe I know she was redhead. She, uh, this this chick right here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she uh, apparently there's a Spoiler ten alert. episode. Web oh, series yeah, yeah, of her. Of her that premiered uh, I've two heard years that. ago. But she wasn't even, I didn't even really care that much as a character. I have all so the characters like, from like, that show. Really like, why that her? one? Yeah. Like, <laughs> anyone else. Um, I mean, it's fine. You know, get your check. Um, yeah. Oh, of course. Get your money. They were probably. I just really aiming want. Aiming for a specific audience. At the end of the day, everyone else could die. And as long as <laughs> it's um, Quinn and Rachel, I'm fine. And to be honest, if it could just be Quinn sometimes, I'm fine. <laughs> Constant Zimmer is so fucking good. It's it hurts. It like it hurts me. It hurts me. It's uh yeah, no. I mean she's been nominated for sure. She is she incredible. Oh god, she's got some great Zimmer. fucking dresses. Um let's see, has she won anything? Awards and nominations. She won for Unreal. Oh good. 
I just, I just love, I just love when it feels you can't even. You know, sometimes you watch a show and you're like, okay, Critics Choice, she won. I can just see the actress playing a role, but it's like I just feel like it's her. <laughs> it just feels so like it's a supporting actress. Good role. Fuck that. Support nothing. She's the goddamn star. Nah, Rachel's me. Rachel's the main. Ugh, fine. <laughs> fine. I think the third season's really good. I think third season might be actually one of my favorites. They're all awesome. Yeah, they all are different. Anyway, get into it. We're going to stop talking about we're this gonna show. We're going to stop. We're just oh, like, the podcast or talking? I mean, just that. I mean, we just we talk right. about it every week because we love it so much. And Did you want... We have a we have a, a follow up email that's Let's not a good it. one. But, oh no! But we, we could jump into it. And not good because we gave bad advice. No, it's just because it you know it just didn't it, work. Do out. you remember the? It's a follow up. So do you remember the girl who wrote in about like her grandfather who was having who had Alzheimer's and like kind of and like the the people of the family or the grandma I think was treating him really yeah, poorly or something yeah. and uh, yeah we were so, we were like, like help out a little bit maybe your grandma's. So, uh, we have a follow-up. Uh-oh. says, Alzheimer's granddad update. Okay. Dear podcast parents and precious baby Margo, I have an update for you that happened Sunday and Monday. Mm-mm. So, my granddad was booked into a nursing home for okay. a week on Friday. Mm. My dad then visited him on Saturday, mm. and my auntie did the same on Sunday. Mm-hmm. They both took him out for a little change of environment. Mm-hmm. Everything was completely fine until 8 Sunday night. Mm-hmm. He had somehow wandered out mm. and was missing. I'm not going to go too much into detail as it is so sudden. Yeah. But he had fallen forward uh, and was found by sniffer dogs five oh, hours later. No. I'm now on the journey of grieving. How do I get through this in the healthiest way possible? Your loyal How baby. How the fuck did he get out of a nurse? I mean, nursing homes are severely understaffed, so at yeah. the same time, it's like... I and it's it. also, he might have, yeah, just kind of, if he doesn't know where he was, he thought maybe he had to leave, you oh, know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. no, no. I'm just, I'm, I'm amazed that, like, there wasn't, someone didn't see an old dude walking out through the front door and think, hey, <laughs> you know? Oof. Um... In the healthiest way possible, how do you get through this? I mean, just... I made a video, actually. Yeah. Called How to Mourn. Boom. And uh, so I would highly recommend watching that. It broke down my experience. The first year for me, I've was I, like, I it's a blur. It's mm-hmm. really like I remember going to the funeral. I remember crying. I remember whatever. But I just like was deep in it. And then after that, I mean, it's not a year for everyone. But after that, it was a matter of like I started doing the day the um, day for Margaret which helped significantly mm-hmm. um, because I have something to look forward to now, which was the day that she died, um, as opposed to sitting and being sad all day. It's like a day for me to like, I just feel like I spend it with her, uh, you know, in a weird way. And it's like, and Keith and I have done things together on a day for Margaret. We went, we went on an infamous hike where we almost died. Uh, oh my God. Got so lost. It got so dark. Oh God. That was, I think that was the last hike I ever went on. <laughs> traumatized well we kind of went too far we went too far and then we, i think yeah we tried to cut through like late. a road or something uh, it was and, too muddy and then we had to go back uphill oh, for like an hour <laughs> i still remember them that were the cut Ooh, that's in a vlog of mine too, i still bro. remember that edit where you're like okay it's too close and all of a sudden it's like okay all right so we're guys, here bees. we uh we might have messed up <laughs> i fucked up um but yeah i mean I think right now is really, I mean, I'm also like big into reading books about other people's experiences. I highly recommend, uh, Heather Lend, um, the book, find the good. It's about this. Um, she writes, uh, obituaries in a small town in Alaska 
and she dives into some of the personal stories of people and finds out that there's just a lot beyond what you see on the surface to who people are in like a good way and a bad way, but a lot of times in a good way. And um, I highly recommend that. And then I think it's really a matter of like, you know, just surrounding yourself with people that don't feel the need to give you a ton of advice, but are just there for you and just you can do things with. And so you're not always in this like darkness thinking about them. I think the reality is that it's, it does, it's, listen, it's very upsetting to lose someone that you love, you know, regardless of their age. But I think the fact that I knew my grandma had had such an extensive life and had laughed a lot and, you know, really had like done a lot of things and, uh, it, it made it a little bit easier for me. Cause I was like, it's not, you know, the tragedy is that I, I lost someone, but it's not necessarily in that. I mean, they lived their life. So it's a process, man. Yeah. It's a process. We all go through it at some point or another. No one's immune to having to mourn or grieve. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I you know, it just takes time. It, ta- it, it's just it time. honestly is time. And time is the hardest thing when you're in it. It's yeah. just like it's going on forever. But it does but take time. one day time. you'll wake up and you'll, you'll feel a little better. And I promise you there will be a point that, you know. where you can talk about your grandfather and not cry. Because I can talk about Margaret and generally not cry. Yeah. I mean, there are moments where I miss her and I'm a little teary, but like the reality is that um, life just keeps going and, uh, you know. And also like, you know, you need friends and family. You need need to support and you need to be together and you need to do what you need to do together, you know, reminisce about it. Yeah. Or don't, you know, however you need to deal with it, deal with it, you know. One of the things I mentioned in my videos, I talk about how we, um, pretty early on, I think started talking, like including my things about my grandma in the conversations, you know, like her funeral was a lot of us like sharing stories about her Mm -hmm. and like, remember the time she did this and oh, she was so funny. She do this. Mm -hmm. But then even when like my mom and I would be out on a trip or something months and months later, we would acknowledge like, oh, Margaret would really like this. Mm -hmm. Ooh, Margaret would have said, ooh, if someone did this, Margaret would have said this. So it's like a way of keeping them a part of the conversation and Mm -hmm. remembering like their funniest attributes. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think the more that you do that, I I mean, I've just never been the kind of person that like is good at bottling stuff for a long time. I, it's usually pretty on the surface. So the more I can talk about it and the less I can cry as I'm talking about it, it makes it easier for me. Um, But yeah, it's a very personal thing. I mean, I think every time someone, every time you lose someone, you mourn, it's a very specific process for yourself. And unfortunately, in a weird way, it is practice for like, we're all going to keep losing people. And so if you can figure out how to hold on to who you are and and also give yourself time, um, it's going to make it so that not every loss is as traumatic. Or it is traumatic, but at least you know how to handle it a little bit better. But yeah, friends and family talking. Yeah. I'm sorry, BB. Also use it as an opportunity to get closer to the people in your life that, you know. Mm-hmm. It, do, it is one of those things. Like even Margot, like going through her episode, I was just like... Oh my God, I need to spend more time. <laughs> I need to reach out to more of people that I care about and let them know. And mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, it's true. It is a wake up call. Good yeah, luck, I don't, know what, to, yeah, I don't know what to say anymore. <laughs> yeah, fair. Do you want to do another question or are you good? Uh, I you, could do one. There's a long one. Uh, I mean, like, how long before our food's going to be here? You know? Oh, long. we got six minutes. We got six. Let me see if I can find a shorter one. <laughs> There's some that like I read ahead of time, yeah, and I'm not sure if I, we've actually read it on the podcast. Fair, 
Um, so let me see. There was one earlier. Let me go back up here. By the way, you can send us questions uh, to roommatepod at gmail.com. Um, or to our website. Or to our website. You can go to adventuresinroommating.com and, and submit something there. Um, it can be anonymous. Just let us know right in the beginning. Don't use my name or anything, and, Do we, and we'll uh, give you advice. Talk about the guy who uh, was working at a company, and he's gay, and uh, he didn't tell the company, mm. uh, but then someone like leaked it. And then he became sort of angry about it. Have we... I don't know. Talked about that? All right, I'll, I'll read it. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Way to summarize it. <laughs> please don't say my name. So I've been working at my current job for almost a year now, and everything has been great up until about two weeks ago. I was at a cookout with mm-hmm. a couple of my coworkers, and during the car ride there, I found out everyone I at work knew about me being gay. Mm. It came as a bit of a surprise to me since I've only ever spoke about it to about three people. Upon learning this, I became embarrassed, upset, and uncomfortable at work. Mm. I spoke to some of my coworkers about it, and they said, look, if everyone has known this whole time and has taken a liking to you your entire time here, then you shouldn't have anything to worry about. Mm. I agree with what they're saying, but I still feel uncomfortable, and I don't know why. Yeah. Uh, I've also started to burst out in anger towards people for no real reason, which comes as a surprise to everyone since that behavior is way out of character for me. Mm. Most of the chefs and managers have pulled me aside to ask what was going on, but I can't bring myself to talk about this to them. Mm-hmm. I trust them and everything, but like I said, I'm uncomfortable with the situation. It also doesn't help that I don't know if, quote, everyone means everyone. Mm-hmm. I realize I should probably be seeking therapy for this, but I wanted to know if you guys had any input on the situation. Thank you guys, and sorry for any grammatical errors, but I'm on my phone, and autocorrect is a bitch. Mm. Um, I mean, I feel like you probably feel... Like, like it something. was up to you to reveal it. Yeah, and it was taken away from you. And it seems like Ugh. everyone already knows because they could just, uh, for lack of a better way of explaining it, they could just tell. Well, someone shared way, something, you know, probably. Or that, you know. Someone shared something. It feels like maybe you feel like a weird betrayal or yeah, like a... It could be a betrayal. I think it's also, it's just, you know, some. I think there are people in, that just very much want to keep their separate separated their work from their personal lives. Mm-hmm, true, yeah. And so when those things start to bleed over, it's a little, it's scary because you just don't know how people are going to view you. You don't know how they're going to treat you. You don't know if they're treating you differently because of this specific thing or because they're actually whatever, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, we do, I mean, depending on where you live and like, you know, I mean, we do live in a, in a, pla- in a country right now that, I mean, there are states that are allowed to discriminate against you or try to discriminate against you um, because of who you love and how you love. Mm-hmm. And that's a very real thing. And it's a very big fear of like what, you know, the per- the wrong person with the information and what they could do with it and how they could use it to undermine you or invalidate you. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in this situation, I mean, I think you're on the wrong track. It's like you obviously need someone to talk to to navigate how you can productively deal with this and address this without like lashing out at other people at work. Um, and I think there, you have to kind of, listen, this is the way I, I deal with a lot of things. Is like, I can get upset about something, but the reality is like, it's done. Like it's out there. Okay. So how do you move forward? And I think the way to move forward is to decide how much of your personal life you share. Like even if people know who you're sexually attracted to or whatever, it doesn't all of a sudden make it like open season for your life. So it doesn't change what you have to share with people or anything like that. It's just a matter of, you know, feeling comfortable. Maybe you don't feel comfortable with it. Like that's part of it too is like, again, yeah, I think this is something to talk to someone about to figure out what the root of the issue is. Is it being potentially outed? Is it, 
potentially that people have made assumptions about you that are right and you're annoyed about it? Is it the fear of how people are going to treat you? Is it you feeling uncomfortable with that information being out and why? And is it because of your job or is it because you aren't as secure with well, I think that he being says a part he, of... He told three people about it. So okay. I, I imagine he so, must yeah. feel like betrayed by one of them. Yeah. Or well, not betrayed, but you know, like the fact that he told someone something private and they gossiped about it essentially. Fair. Well, I mean, who knows? I mean, I, you know, if you, if you want to go there out, maybe talk to those people and see how it came up. It could have been like they were having a conversation and there were three of them in the conversation that knew it. And so they figured everyone kind of knew it, which, you know, is presumptuous and not fair, but it might have not have felt like, oh, it's a secret you shared with one person and I'm not supposed to share it. All of a sudden it's like, oh, multiple people at this job know about it. Okay, so it must be something that's out there. And they right. sometimes people fuck up, man. Sometimes people misspeak. Sometimes people it's could have just slipped. You know, it slips. Sometimes it's harder. Like when you when you know someone's sexuality or anything like that, and someone brings it up, it's um, you know even when you talk about something like if you're trying to explain to a friend, uh, oh, this person's having trouble with whatever and they use a pronoun Mm -hmm. and it signals to that person oh i didn't know that and then it's like it's so hard to get out of that conversation and even if you get out of that conversation it's like well you still you've you've said something that now signals to someone else so it's just like you never it's hard man yeah and and like the person could have been saying like well you know if this if he had a boyfriend Mm. not even realizing yeah that the person they were talking to didn't know yeah that the friend, that this, this guy was yeah. gay, you know, like it could have been something almost uh, like There's completely, completely out of, yeah. You know, it might not have been in like this really super gossipy, vindictive thing. Right, right. That's all I'm saying. It yeah. could have just been someone knowing and not understanding that everyone at work didn't know and just like using a pronoun or, or saying something or correcting someone, right? Thinking yeah. that they're doing the right thing because, oh, well, that's not something he would be worried about. And then all of a sudden, why wouldn't he be worried about it? And people are questioning. And so, the way and that I always view that kind of stuff is like getting ahead of the information and just making sure that like you are there's, there's something called assuming secure. positive intent. That's Fair. Uh, some, like you know I I was taught that at Apple or yeah, you know yeah. especially with when a customer comes in and they're furious it's like yeah you know just assume that they're coming from a place that you know they're yeah. frustrated they're angry blah 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 and yeah, like there's assume a lot going on. there's a po- you know there's a lot going on but um you know I, I think that this is something to deal with. That I mean, I don't think it's as, as bad as like, oh, well, I have to leave this job now because everyone knows I'm gay, potentially. I think well, it's yeah. really, it, you know, if you need to have a conversation with these three people and be like, hey, it just kind of rubbed me the wrong way or it bugs me that you right. shared this information. You can confront them. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think, again, I, I like your idea of like assuming positive intent. It could have been, oh, our food's here. It could have been something as simple as using a pronoun or referring to something in a way that other people questioned. Um, we're getting our food right now. I'm really excited about it. <laughs> okay, thanks, Beams. Appreciate you. It's a little liquidy. I feel like more. Is that daddy flavor, girl? <laughs> anyway, I'm sending I'm sending you so much love, and I'll listen. I I'll never know what that's like to be outed at work. That's not um an experience well, I've it, had. It also must seem like he, he didn't want them to know. Yeah. Like he only told a few people in confidence and he didn't want everybody to know. Oh, yeah. It's so annoying. That's, that's why you're, you're upset. Like, yeah. It's not a. Yeah. So it's a matter of now you know why you're upset. How are you going to deal with it? And how, what do you think you need to do to make it um, a better work environment for you? But also, you know, possibly talk with your 
these people that you confided in with your concerns so that it doesn't happen moving forward. And, yeah. and, and, you know, you're going to obviously be, I think more aware of who you're sharing stuff with and how you preface it with like, no one else can know this or like, you know, limiting the amount of people that you're telling things. And, and again, it's hard. It, I mean, we all know having friendships that work makes it very difficult to draw the lines and the boundaries of what we know off you know, off campus <laughs> and like what we know when we're at work mm-hmm. and how people separate that and can compartmentalize that. Right. Um, but I'm sending you lots of love. I hope that you, you know, you, you, you get to a place where you don't feel like you're lashing out and, and, uh, you know, it, I mean, by all means, it sounds like no one is brought up an issue with you about it or anything that everyone's kind of, I mean, it does seem like everyone's also I kind of positive question- about it. You know? Yeah. Maybe you expected it to be different. And yeah. that's fucking you up too. Cause you're like, I had all these walls ready and everyone just accepted it. And now I'm like angry because right. fuck, I thought I was gonna be this huge thing. I mean, you never know. There's a lot of things that are going on, but again, therapy is always a great option, but hopefully some of that made sense Yeah. and apply what you want, take what you want and leave the rest, you know? Let's tuck them in, B. Let's tuck them in. We got some food to eat. Yeah, we do. Listen, if you want to support the podcast, you can go to adventuresinroomating.com. There's a link to our Patreon. Or you can go to patreon.com slash adventuresinroomating. This is a tipping reward site that keeps this podcast free as fuck. We're going to give a little shout out to some of our Patreon babies. Patreon babies. We got Lee. Lee Sorry, wants to promote... Oh, Margo is very concerned about those um, the wind. Uh, wants to promote the podcast called Lady and the Drunk, available on iTunes and SoundCloud. Follow them on Instagram at Lady and the Drunk. They're two stand-up comics with a refreshing non-PC look into today's topics and everyday struggles. And of course, my fat puss gets a shout out. (laughs) (laughs) That's my favorite line ever. We also have Daniel Day Lewis Leonard. We have Sean Missing You More, Miss Some More. We have Carlos Too Many C's, Too Many A's, Too Many Fucking R's, Carranza. We get Samantha The Truth Is Out There vetting. Gina, please make an appointment soon. Wartman, Priscilla, Queen of the Desert Ramirez, and Eric, you know, nah, me know. And it's time for the I ain't got no song, girl. Wow. I couldn't, I couldn't. I was sitting here thinking, girl, I just. All you had to do was. I don't got it in me God. today, babe. Okay, girl, it's fine, girl. I'm not going <laughs> to invalidate your experience, you worthless cunt. Ugh. We got Teresa Morales, Zachary Padilla. Sam Brodera, Tarika Santiago. Ooh, that's a WTSF BB2. Carla Orozco, Jess. Uh, I don't know how to say your name without it sounding like a slur. So Jess W. Amelia Duncan, Dean Downer, Julia Biggs, Jimmy, Cody Ostalosa, Ricardo Brajas, Delia Adams, Jason Gonzalez, Becca Murray, Mandy Arthur, Dylan Waterbury, and Kate. And if I didn't read your names because you're not right with your Lord, your credit card provider, but we still love you and you can repledge it anytime. Uh, thank you so much for your support, and we like your faces. I'm Megan Tonjes. You can find me at most things. At um, Megan Tonjes. I'm Keith Petit. <laughs> I was like, I'm Megan, I'm Megan Tonjes. You can find me in most things. I'm Megan Tonjes. You can find me at most things. <laughs> <laughs> That's I'm, funny. I'm Keith Batista. I'm Keith W O A Crew on Twitter. I feel like one of those little dolls that they wind them up, and then I just got to the end of my last cycle, and I was like, it, eh, it. Eh. Um, and yeah, I make just, sure that you subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a review. We would super yeah. appreciate you leaving. If, oh, let's see. if you've been listening forever and you left one years ago, I think we got a few more. Leave another one. We appreciate it. It helps us look important to other people that aren't giving us money, but you never know. One day they might. Are you looking up reviews right now, girl? Uh, it's making me sign in with my fucking password. Well, let me look up. You, you're just not signing into anything today, It's girl. like I, I turned damn. on two-factor in and out. It's like everything's freaking out. Okay, here we go. Uh, J- June 10th, uh, Bay Please said, you'll laugh, cry, gasp, and be shocked. All the feels. Um, there you go. And then, I don't know if these are new. June 7th, uh, Dana Peter said, I love how Kevin... Kevin... <laughs> 
It says Kevin. Bitch, you're Kevin now. Pieces of shit. I love how Kevin. That's the one name I always get instead of Keith. I love how Kevin and Megan act like best friends, even though they're not. Piece of shit. Even though they're not best friends, just roommate friends. Ha ha. You ain't a real listener then. No, seriously, I love listening to their conversations every week and hear what their latest life updates are. I hope they never stop recording together. Smiley face. Uh, We also have Jessica one who said this podcast cured my sorrow and my acne. Thanks, mom and dad. There you go. Uh, Acne. Shit. Why? Goddamn. We need to start bottling this. Get a proactive sponsorship going on. Uh, thank you for your reviews. Please leave more. We'll read them on the podcast and, and be funny. Be amusing. Goddamn, we have 283 five-star reviews. Yeah. And four one-star. Fuck you, That's guys. not bad. That's a good r- ratio. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. All right, listen. We love you a lot. Good night. And goodbye. Good night.